Blog Talk Radio.
to welcome you to another episode of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, So L, the Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L. It is my pleasure to have you. <coughs> Excuse me. The foundation where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So here at the foundation, we're looking to take correct information and and apply it correctly. Pardon me. I want to start off by giving all thanks, praises, and honors to the creator and the ancestors. Without them, we definitely would not be here. I want to say peace, salute, shout out, big up to big brother Yusuf L. Uncle Yusuf. That is the homie, man, the big brother. I'm about to go see the homie. Um, HighFrequencyRadioNetwork.com, PrivateSideSolutions.com. What else you got? SBC University. I mean, my man, there's nothing you can say about Yusuf L. with regards to his grind. So big up to the brother. I do want to invite you to welcome to the foundation.com. Definitely check out the Facebook page, Twitter page. You can find all the, you know, social social media outlets. <clears throat> you can as well find the PDF section, free PDFs everywhere. All up in that section, free. Just download it, read it. You can make a donation. You can book a consultation. All from welcome to the foundation.com. You can also sign up for the email list. I do want to make an announcement. If you sign up for the email list, you're going to get a page that says you're almost finished. Check your email and blah. That's not true. page where it says you're almost finished you are finished it was a trick trick question those of you who ignored it in the past I'm just playing it's just the email provider email list provider they changed their algorithm or something I don't know they don't do that any longer we just haven't updated the site so I want to give that announcement I want to say peace to all the listeners I want to say peace to all the live listeners all the live callers the internet live listeners as well as all the podcast listeners peace to all the archive listeners those who can't check the show out when it's live I understand you gotta do your dance I imagine that's why there's that's why there's podcasts that's why there's archives so peace to you I want to say peace to everyone who shares mp3s shoot them around and anyone else who checks out you know, you know the foundation. I want to say peace to all the trustees, trustee training, salute, and all those investing in their private education. I also want to say peace to anyone that I've done business with in the private, anyone who has sent an email, well wishes, any type of current event. Uh, also, anyone who's otherwise added, you know, to the to the foundation. I hope 
I trust that I'm coming in clear. I do want to welcome you to this episode. Seven Tricks and Traps, Private Trust. A lot of people, um, you know, they want to they want to know the benefits of being private. What with all the things I can do? What are the benefits? I mean, there's a lot of benefits. Um, contracts are very powerful. Most people don't understand how powerful a contract is. And how I know most people understand is because most people that I meet are not standing on contract. Plain and simple. But, you know, definitely want to share these the seven tricks and traps. I mean, I, I, I can say I came up with this, but I don't know. How much stuff can you really take credit for? Because there is nothing new under the sun. You know that. I know that. Let's get to these current events, man. I ain't got time for this. You got time for this? Because I don't have time for this. I'm playing, y'all. I'm in a pretty good mood. To tell you the truth, where we at? Current events, stocks close higher. S&P 500 hits 3,000 for the first time. As Fed chief signals rate cuts. I just want to point this out. This is CNBC. The S&P 500 hit a record, a record high. Hits 3,000 for the first time. This is your testimony from the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. I'm saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jerome Powell, who is currently bolstering the case for easier monetary policy. P500 briefly broke above 3,000 for the first time, while the, while the NASDAQ composite and Dow Jones Industrial Average also reached all-time highs. I think it's safe to say Powell has his dove hat on and a quarter point rate cut is coming. This is Mike Lohengert, Vice President of Investment Strategy at E-Trade. He went on to say what's interesting is how quickly Powell pointed abroad to support the case of weakening the economy because the reality is things are still pretty strong here at home. Last week's job numbers made that clear. This is Mike Lowengart. In testimony to the House Financial Services, Powell said business investments across the United States have slowed notably. Recently, as uncertainties over economic, over the economic outlook, cross currents have reemerged, Powell said. Many Federal Open Market Committee participants saw that the case for somewhat more I'm sorry, accommodative monetary policy had strengthened. I don't know why I can't read today, y'all. Since then, based on incoming data and other developments, it appears that uncertainties around trade tensions and concerns about the strength of the global economy continue to weigh on the U.S. economic outlook. This is this is Powell. Powell. I got more current events. Bottom line, Jerome Powell jumps out, publicly states that there's a good case for lowering rates, interest rates. Stocks reach the all-time high, not because of productivity, not because of record unemployment, 
Not because we're giving peace a chance. None of those reasons. Stock markets reach all-time highs. Not because, I mean, workers are producing more in less time. And people have a better lifestyle and feel better about, you know, the economy. This is this is this is not the reason why the stock market is reaching all time highs. Not because of record productivity. A lot of people say there's an economic slowdown going on right now, but the stock market is hitting all time highs. Man. Why? Why? Because they're over here talking about lowering the interest rates. No, no other reason for that. Countering trade tensions and stuff going on with these different countries around and and uh what is it? Russia, the meddling. Reuters, Wall Street touches new highs after comments by Fed's Powell. Okay? I just man, look, to me to me this is ridiculous. To me, I maybe I'm cynical. It's possible it's quite possible that I'm completely cynical. I'm, I'm 100% cynical, and I'm looking at this the wrong way. It's 100% possible that this is actually indeed the case, but more specifically, me reading these news articles today, talking and discussing how these markets hit all-time highs just because of what the Fed, this one person on the Board of Trustees, of the Federal Reserve, one person, and of course, you know, the, what is it, whatever, man, he's a part of the Federal Reserve, he's saying these things, the stock market is, this, this to me is an insult to my intelligence, bottom line, this is how I see it, this is how I see it, you're not giving me any substantial reasons as to why I'm seeing these highs in the stock markets. It looks like some sort of phantasmagoria, finagling, razzle-dazzle. If there's trade wars going on, if there's um, tumultuous situations ongoing with China, with Iran, with Russia, and, you know, meddling, possible espionage. You got an economy that's slowing down, right? All this stuff is going on, but yet there's all times high, all time highs in the stock market. Man, I don't know. Maybe, I, like I said, maybe I'm just cynical. I'm looking at this weird, but this to me, and then they're being all public with it. Like, oh, this is the reason why y'all. It's like y'all are so stupid. You don't even see what's in front of your face. That's how. That's how it feels to me. Like I said, though, maybe I'm, I'm, I could be cynical. U.S. Treasury yields drop after Powell says Fed will act as appropriate and inflation remains muted. CNBC, same day, same day today, U.S. government debt yields fell today after the Fed Reserve Chairman, that's what I, was, I was trying to say, he's the chairman, Jerome Powell said in prepared remarks that the inflation outlook looks muted and that the central bank will act as appropriate to sustain economic expansion. People are, the whole market has construed this as meaning that they're going to be dropping these rates. So they hit record highs, I'm trying to tell you. 
at around 2.11. Post-Meridian, Eastern Standard Time, yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note, which moves inversely to price, was off high early in the session, while the yield on the 30-year Treasury note was slightly higher. There's a risk that the weak inflation will be even more persistent than we currently anticipate. We are carefully monitoring these developments, and we will continue to assess their implications for the U.S. economic outlook and inflation. This is what Powell said. It appears that uncertainties around trade tensions and concerns about the strength of the global economy continue to weigh on the U.S. economic outlook, he added. Inflation, which central bankers like to keep around 2%, has seen a reversal over the last year. Blah, 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 blah. Yields are dropping. Other parts of the markets are like, what? Dollars slammed, CNBC. Dollars slammed after Powell's bleak U.S. outlook. I mean, see, this, this, this you know, and then the weakening of, of yields, this makes sense to me. This is how, to me, how markets should react to that type of, that type of um, rhetoric, if I do say so. Should be like, what? You about to, re- what? You about to lower the what? The dollar retreated today after the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell struck a downbeat tone in congressional testimony saying uncertainties and concerns about the global outlook continue to exert pressure on the U.S. economy. Okay, this makes sense right here. So so why are these stock markets hitting all-time highs? The greenback hit session lows versus the euro and the yen after Powell's comments, which reinforced expectations the Fed will cut interest rates for the first time in a decade at its next monetary policy meeting later this month. What, what's, what's, up, what's up with all these back and forth? Gold rises after Powell's remarks. Bolster rate cut hopes. And it hurts the dollar. This is on CNBC as well. So, man, people be like, I'm wonder, no wonder why people are like, yo, I don't even read this stuff. I, I, how can you look at the news? Because it's all contradictory. Why is the market up? But this other stuff, is, I don't understand it. Because the market is crazy. You don't understand. The market is crazy. The market can go, go go up with stimulus. If they're not getting some type of stimulus, some sort of economic stimulus, no low rates or something, that market is finna poop pop, piggy pop, pop pow, pop pow. That's why I tell everybody if you if you have access, if look if you got a four hundred one k ROA, and you got you can self direct it, you better do it. You better get your hands on some gold and silver, and you can do that within the policy a lot of times if you have control. Some policies are like, y'all, you can't self-direct it. We control all of it. We have trustees, whatever. And that's, uh, that's, that's ouch. But it's melting up. This stuff, this is the melt-up. Gold prices recoup losses to rise more than 1% today as the dollar slid after U.S. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell fanned expectations of an interest rate cut, citing risk to the United States economy. That's all I'm going to read. Gold. Baby, Thailand's cooling car sales may shift economy into lower gear. Gear, I'm wow. Efforts by Thailand's central bank to talk down a spike in auto loans amid wider concerns about household debt has sent a chill across the country's car dealers, which are struggling to source finance for new customers. And this is this to me. That first sentence right there says it all, man. It says it all. And I, you know, I'm not out here trying to be Mr. Doom and Gloom, Mr. Doomy Gloomy. 
we over here dealing with a country whose entire sector of a specific economy when it comes to you know, the entire car dealers, which may, may, I don't know, maybe that's not the whole entire sector, I don't know, whatever. But car dealers, they're, they're struggling to source financing for new customers. Although the Bank of Thailand has taken no policy action yet, analysts say the prospect of car loan curbs has been enough to tighten the finance spigot to domestic buyers. It's a credit squeeze. Did you hear that? Squeeze, tighten, squeeze. How do you tighten something? Do you, do you squeeze it? Or do you turn something that it, the thing that you turn, thus squeezes it? This is this is like the precursors, the pre-echoes of what I was talking about, I think, last year. You can't predict these markets. This stuff is wacky. But this right here, who knows what this, this might be. Bloop, it might mean nothing. It might mean a lot, though. Sound like they're talking about a credit squeeze. I'm going to read it again. Although the Bank of Thailand has taken no policy action yet, so the Bank of Thailand hasn't even done anything yet. Analysts say the mere prospect of car loan curbs has been enough to tighten the finance spigot to domestic buyers. Mm -hmm. Look at that how you want. That was on Reuters. Reuters again. I'm going to jump to some... um, Hold on. Let me jump on Financial Times real quick. I mean, if they're not telling you what this is, market, look, Wall Street closes near new highs. I'm sorry, Wall Wall Street closes near new highs because the highs backed off before the markets closed. On Fed cut optimism. What does optimism mean? The market to new highs on, on what? On hopes and dreams, baby. This market runs on hopes and dreams, baby. Hmm. My grandma, you tell me life don't don't nothing run on hopes, hopes and dreams. She might be in a grave right now because I mean we got this fake little market run on hopes and dreams. U.S. junk bond price move a warning for investors. There's a lot of drama surrounding the H20 and other funds that have been hit by withdrawals lately. Nobody's talking about this, and it puts liquidity at risk. There's nothing liquidity. The lack of liquidity. Lack of liquidity is due to uh, uh, credit or uh, currency squeeze, man. Squeeze, man. Uh, I want y'all to watch this Facebook. Facebook gonna come on with a cryptocurrency, man. Y'all paying attention? Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't put, don't even touch it. Don't you even think about touching that thing. Reuters boxing with giants. Italy's packing robots are not just cardboard cutouts. Booyaka shot, man. Y'all should watch this video. They got the humanoid robots that install drywall. Y'all can look that up. Just type in humanoid robot install drywall. 
by the time you get to N I N S T, it'll probably type the rest for you. You should watch that. You should watch construction work. Definitely talking to we all. Amazon, people, y'all Packers, Packers, y'all working at Pack Up? You working at UPS? You work for FedEx? You work for um, United States Postal Service? You work for Amazon? You work for them spots to be packing and you know selling and, and flying stuff and shipping. Amazon's new recruit comes from a medieval walled town in central Italy and can box and seal at least 600 items of different shapes and sizes every single hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And this is on Reuters. I'm reading. I'm not saying this. I'm reading. This, this is what I'm reading. That recruit is the carton wrap brainchild of CMC, a small firm that is just one of 600, 603 Italian companies making automated packing machines. One of Italy's fastest growing industries, ranking raking in nearly eight billion euros in twenty eighteen, or about a quarter of the world market. A quarter of the world market. We're talking about six hundred thirty companies only in Italy. One country. Yes, they, they carved out almost twenty five percent of the market of these types of robots. But there's over six hundred thirty of these companies in one country. Who's missing the ball? I'm saying, man, we're not even seeing it. We're not even seeing what's happening before our eyes because it looks so foreign. And no one, none of our ancestors and my grandma, nobody, nobody, nobody has is going to, I'm sorry, no one has lived through what we're about to go through, I'm trying to tell you. Machinery is Italy's top export worth almost 50 billion euros last year and a rare bright spot for a stagnant economy plagued by low productivity and high unemployment. Mm. Automated packaging leading the pack, growing nine times faster than the economy as a whole, according to the trade association UCIMA. And these fools, they're making, they're making equipment, um, software, programming, that's going to ensure that their heirs, grand, grandchildren, I'm serious, are not going to have access to specific types of jobs. Not, not everyone in your family is going to have a genius or near genius IQ. Not everyone of your grandchildren or great-great-grandchildren are going to you know, know and have the capacity to start their own business and run their own business. Not everyone in your family is even thinking about getting and figuring a way out, quote, because they don't even know that they're in, let alone what's going on with this stuff. We doubled our turnover in the last three years. I think we will double it again in the next three years. They're going to make machines to do what you're doing. This is uh, CMC Chief Executive Francesco Ponti. And I'm telling, look, Ponti, look, this dude, they're going to make machines doing what he's doing. His father, Giuseppe, a technician with a local packaging company, founded CMC in 1980 in a garage not far from the 16th century Palazzi of Città di Castello. I don't know, man. I'm not Italian, bro. It employs 300 people and has revenues of 50 million euros. 
thanks mainly to carton wrap, which measures goods coming down a conveyor belt through a scanner and wraps each in a custom-made box. Both Amazon and Walmart are customers. Del Ponte said the client relationships were confidential. Others included the town and fashion group Gucci, the French retailer Leclerc, Leclerc, I don't know, and the Dutch online shop BOL.com. Faster and cleaner. Had up to 1,000 boxes per hour. Carton wrap machines not only pack fast wins, they also save by reducing packaging waste. Ooh. <laughs> we are doing it manually, but the problem was hand- handling the volumes. This is Tim Franzek, co-founder of the German online retailer Rebuy.com, which dispatches up to 25,000 items a day. The machines have allowed us to manage the packaging process more efficiently and process all outbound shipments in just a few hours with the help of two or three employees. Then they just said the other company had 300. The machines may not eat lunch, but they do need breaks for on-site technicians to fix problems and clean away the excess hot glue that can clog the machine. Hmm. I mean, y'all can check it out. It's on Reuters, man. Boxing with Giants. Italy's packing robots. And last but not least, I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm going to get a little, um, let me get a little deep. Maybe not deep, but maybe maybe it's a little personal. It is personal. Hold on, let me, let me take a sip of this tea real quick. All right, so my entire life, I'm going to try to make this as short as possible. I've been into technology, like technology, I mean, technology. I was the one that I can fix whatever you got. If it's usually software, hardware, I'm not too, but software, I'm, 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 I'm cold with software. I'm cold with networking. I'm cold with a lot of stuff when it comes to computers, peripherals, handheld devices. I mean, you name it. Mobile phones, I know the difference between mobile phone technology when it comes to cell phone towers, um, CDMA, and um, GDM, which are the main two uh, conflicting or competing technologies when it comes to uh, cell phone technology, mobile service provider technology. Man, look, don't get me started. I'm a super nerd when it comes to this technology stuff. Super nerd. I used to spend a lot of money on different devices and stuff. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And I've chilled out, you know. I've, I've, I've begun to chill out because I'm going to tell you honestly, as I learned the value of a dollar and uh, learned what I know today, I give every dollar a job or a duty, so to speak. But being involved in this tech stuff, you know, I would, I, I still do, but not as much as I used to. But I'd be checking out technology blogs and I'd be reading up on stuff Reading up on the new latest, you know, uh, laptop that's going to come out, the new phone, what are they going to be the features? So I'm going into the cell phone stores. I'm going into the Best Buy, stuff like that, and I'm teaching them stuff. I mean, that's how I really got. And, I mean, I've always been like that. I've always been like that. So, you know, I check out these different technology websites, uh, technology blogs, uh, technology, uh, you know, podcasts and stuff. So, 
Um, and I'm telling you, this stuff is real because it ties in. It ties in. To, you know, it tie, look, it just ties in. All right. Um, and I'm watching this podcast, right? And it's it's this it's this website, this company that does technology news. They did a, a podcast or a web podcast or whatever. Um, and they interviewed the co-founder of Apple. And most people, they know who Steve Jobs is. But they'd be like, okay, so there's two founders, two people who founded Apple. Apple. Who is it? And people like, Steve Jobs. And they'd be like, all right, who's the other one? And they'd be like, uh, Steve Cook. I'm like, nah, man. And some people, Johnny, that's the dude. But there was another dude who founded the, the company Apple with Steve Jobs. He was on it. His name is Steve Wozniak. Wozniak. W-O-Z-N-I-A-K. All right. So I was watching this interview, and they were interviewing this dude. Alright. And this dude when you talking when you listening to people talk who are intelligent, you can tell by the way they talk, right? And then this was talking, they were he was talking to this dude, this dude's funny number one. He's an older European dude. He's funny number one. But you can tell, man, this dude is very, very smart, man. And he's they're talking, man, and they're talking about stuff, and they're talking about blah, 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 and this dude pulls out this notepad, right? And this is, look, this is before I came into any of this information. Yeah, I was on uh, public entities, corporations, and all that. You know, I've, I've been on that for years, but this is before I came into any trust. I didn't know what a sovereign, nothing was. I had no idea about any of this stuff, but this, I, I, I would like to say this kind of helped me Start questioning, which led me over to learning, which led to me being right here, right now, talking on the microphone, you know, in front of my face. So this is significant for me because I was like, what? But the way he said it, it was, okay, so let me say The dude had like, okay, legal pad. Y'all know what a legal pad is? A legal pad is, um, you know, our notebooks, they have the 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 wire on the side like on the left side and you open it okay so legal pad it's connected at the top and you it's perforated and you rip it off rip the pages off kind of like how you rip off checks and stuff and it's on it's yellow the paper is yellow right and you can flip the pages up okay he, he had one of those and they they were two dollar bills y'all and they were perforated so he had like probably eight two dollar bills or six two dollar bills per page on what looked like to me a legal pad style, you know, uh, notebook or something, and he was pe- he was peeling off these two dollar bills and giving them to people, and he's saying, this dude said he was like, they're real two dollar bills because the host was questioning him. He was like, what? But it's Steve Wozniak, so you got to listen to this dude. This is the dude that co-founded Apple. So when he talks, you listen to this dude, and he was like, yeah, these are legal. Go spend them. They're legal. You won't. They're not counterfeit. And he was like, everybody can do this. And he covered his mouth right when he said that. He was like, everybody can do this. And he covered his mouth. And he kind of looked at the camera and he didn't talk about the two dollar bills for the rest of the, the whole thing. And I was like, what the? Next, the dude started talking about. I don't know what else to talk about. This is like a four minute, forty five, probably an hour interview. A lot of it for most people would be watching it by now. But this, you know, I'm really into technology, man. 
he, this dude starts gets to talking about the post office. I'm telling you, I'm not playing. This dude, Steve Wozniak, who's the co-founder of Apple, said you can, everybody can make their own $2 bill, which I'm, I'm, me, I leads, leads me to believe, I don't know. Is it just $2 bills? Is it other currency? I don't know. And where did he get, he, the dude's not lying. You know what I'm saying? Dude's a billionaire or something. Like, I don't know, whatever. Then the dude was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mail is still two cents. You can send mail for two cents. I don't remember if he said two cents or three cents. Now, granted, please understand, this was like, this was over 10 years ago when I watched this. I think I've looked for this video, this interview. I, I think I found it one time. And then when I went back to look at it, whoever published it had taken it down, made it private, or I don't know, whatever. But, um, that's when I, you know, I started investigating. I kind of, you know, started looking and then, you know, come to find out, I don't give legal advice, obviously. It's for entertainment purposes only. But mail, the the you, you the U.S. Post Office and the U.S. Postal Service is two different things. The service is when they take it from the, the mail from the post office to your house, to your private residence. That's the service. That's the minimum contact. Which what we do is we send posts. When you post something. It goes from one post to the next, and then people go up to the post and they collect their mail, and that's private. And from post to post or post office to post office, it's still two cents. But you got to be set up as rule-free delivery or general delivery, and both of the receiver and the sender got to understand what's up. But it's two cents or three cents or whatever. Um, try it. I'm actually, you know, but um. I actually go down to the post office either tomorrow or Friday because uh, I'm going to practice that. We're going to test it out, me, me and uh, me and one of the homies. We're going to test that out because uh, I haven't yet because I haven't gotten anybody. Because everybody I talk to, they be like, what? No, I'm not doing that. Why? Why don't I do that? Man, whatever. Anyways, this is the last article, man. Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak says get off Facebook. The reason why I'm, I said that that story about me watching and then him covering his mouth and then he found the two cents because the dude, A, he co-founded Apple. B, he's very, 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 very smart. The man is very smart. He's like, my man's smart. And C, I, I checked out what he's talking about and it kind of, you know, pans out, man. So I listened to what the man said. The man said, get off Facebook, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, Apple co-founder, and I took a while, man, I'm sorry. Uh, Steve Wozniak remains, uh, recommends most people get off Facebook the 68-year-old engineer and entrepreneur said um, as much to TMZ in an interview in Washington, D.C. He says there are many different kinds of people, and for some, the benefits of Facebook are worth Wozniak uh, said. But to many like myself, my recommendation is to most people is you should figure out a way to get off Facebook. Huh. Or Facebook and its competitors should give um, the option of privacy suggested Wozniak. He went on to say, he went on to say, people think they have a level of privacy they don't. Why don't they give me a choice? Wozniak tells um, TMZ. Let me pay a certain amount, and you'll keep my data more secure and private than everybody else. Handing Facebook did not immediately respond to CNBC's. Um, request for a comment. In April 2018, Wozniak himself removed his Facebook account. Um, he said, I am in the process process of leaving Facebook 
has brought me more negatives than positives. Apple has more secure ways to share things about yourself. I can still deal with old school email and text messages he wrote before he deactivated his account. Users provide every detail of their life to Facebook, and Facebook makes a lot of advertising money off this. This is what he told USA Today in April. The profits are all based on the user's info, but the users get none of the profits back. He went on to say, I don't think we can stop it, though, Um, but everything about you, I mean, they can measure your heartbeat with lasers now. They can listen to you with a lot of devices. Who knows if my cell phone is listening right now? Alexa has already been in the news a lot. Uh, In April, Bloomberg found thousands of Amazon employees listening to what people say when they speak to Alexa virtual assistant, which is built into devices like the Amazon Echo. Amazon told Bloomberg at the time that employees listened to an extremely small sample to improve user experience. Fellow Apple bigwig Tim Cook CEO of the company has also pointed fears at much of the Silicon Valley tech uh, community. Lately, it seems this industry is becoming better for less noble innovation, the belief you can claim credit without accepting responsibility. We see it every day now with every data breach, every privacy violation, every blind eye turned to hate speech, fake news, poisoning out national conversation the false miracles in exchange for a single drop of your blood this is cook saying this cook continued it feels a bit crazy that anyone should have to say this but if you built a chaos factory you can't dodge responsibility for the chaos get off facebook Uh, i keep in contact with my family that's an excuse in my opinion Hands down. You got emails, you got phone numbers, you got postal mail. Uh, you got you got video calls. There's all types of ways to keep keep in contact with your family. But that's it, uh you know, that's it for current events, y'all. So let me get to this. Seven tricks and traps of a private trustee. I hope y'all learned something. Just for your information and edification. Um, I do my best to step harshly on toes when it comes to these shows. Of those who, you know, like to charge people, families, individuals, exorbitant amounts of, you know, fiat. For information that, in my opinion, it's not necessarily self-explanatory, but it's definitely not worth all the money people be charging. So, you know, I'm looking to provide value here on the foundation, just for those who check out the show. You know, not everybody knows about this. This is a very, very private, private niche. Us here on the foundation. So with that being said, yeah, man, seven tricks and traps of a private trustee. This isn't this isn't an episode where you know you gonna get goosebumps and be feeling good 
about all the things you can do with a trust. This episode where you probably get goosebumps and might get the pit in your stomach. You may you may have thought that you was doing your dance. You you know, hey, I already got my trust down. You know, I don't need to I'm smart. I'm just gonna listen and you know, check out stuff here and there. But really, okay. This episode might hurt your feelings. This episode might let you know that you're doing it in a way that isn't conducive with the proper administration. Of a trust And you know that's just, you know, I guess that, that just is what it is So with that being said I want to I wanna start off by saying that um, Maybe reiterating What I said earlier There's very few people That I meet that understand the power of a contract. Very few. If people knew, you know, that's how. Man, as soon as I say that, man, I lost the connection. It was like, (laughs) oh, okay. So what was I saying? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of agents out here. (laughs) There's a lot of agents out here, y'all. I mean, there's a lot of misinformationers. How about how about that? Shout out to all the misinformationers. Because in all actuality, man, you got people trying to stand on nationality. You got people trying to stand on the land and stand on the Bible and try to stand on all these things, man. When in reality, you can just stand on a contract, man. Ooh, I'm not. Um, I'm not really gonna say anything more than that. Oh yeah, good looking. Thanks for the text. Woo, on it. I appreciate you. I'm not going to say anything more than that, man. If what I just said about, you know, the power of a contract interests you, piques your interest, you just do your research, man. You know, who am I? I'm, you know, who am I? I'm no one. I am, I am but a man on a journey passing through, yo. All right, let's get to this. Let's get to this. Uh, seven. It wasn't hard coming up with seven. I just came up with the number seven. <laughs> but it's, it's easy too, you know. So when it comes to let's get let me get serious. Let me get serious. When it comes to the administration of a trust, when it comes to the administration of an estate, when it comes to administration of really any entity 
outside of oneself or the individual, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, there are there are things that one needs to keep in mind, principles that one needs to understand, overstand, to know. And certain uh, tricks and traps to avoid. So without further ado, I present you the foundation of seven tricks and traps of a private trustee. I'm going to start off by saying I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not giving legal advice, man. Nothing that I say ever have said can be considered as legal advice. How dare he? And if you desire legal advice or some services of attorney, I suggest you find one or two or three if you need. I do not do such things. Number one, hands down, self-dealing. Let's get into it. Just seven. That's a trap. That's the biggest trap. It's the first trap. It's it's one of the hardest for people to understand, even though it's so simple. Because most of us are used to um, transacting business without even knowing that we're transacting business, uh, administering a checking account on behalf of the individual, the name, you know, whatever. In a way to where there's substantiation, which is number three, but in a way to where there's no authority, there's no uh, <clears throat> checks and balances. It's perfect. It's the perfect phrase I was looking for. As an individual, as a private person, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to ask anyone for uh, permission. You don't have to write anything down. You can, you can, as soon as you can think it, you can be it. And that, that is your right. That is your right. That's not how uh, businesses, and most specifically, that is not how trusts are administered. And one of the biggest tells of lack of knowledge of administration is self-dealing. What self-dealing is, period, hands down, is me. And I'm telling you, not giving legal advice. Go to sleep. No. Self-dealing hands down to me personally, privately, is I'm in a trust. Trust has a second account in the name of the trust. I'm a signer as a trust on and out. I want something. I don't have money. I use the money from the trust to buy what I want. It has no trust purpose. But I want it. And because I have access to the trust accounts, I use the trust funds to purchase what I want without authority from the trust indenture or from the board of trustees in the form of a resolution. No really a real authority to do this beyond the fact that I hold um, a debit card a book in the name of the trust and I'm able to actually make this transaction happen because I have dispositive authority over the trust assets 100% self-dealing if it has no trust purpose and I bought it for myself personally it has more more benefit to me personally 
than it does for the trust and its purpose. But I use the trust funds or cash. That is the epitome of self-dealing. It's called it's lack of restraint, lack of accountability, lack of responsibility, lack of fiduciary execution. I want it. I want it now. I don't have any money, but I'm a trustee, and there's money in the trust account. So I'm, does it say anywhere in the trust indenture that you can do anything like that? And if so, what are the procedures? Is it like some sort of reimbursement procedures or something like that? Number one, that is number one. It was not hard coming up with number one. That is number one. Self-dealing, first trap. Let's move forward. Second trap, co-mingling. 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 Co-mingling of assets. Co-mingling. So, ultimately, my opinion with regards to co-mingling is you have trust assets, the trust owns a vehicle. Trust um, had an office or a property in its name with a driveway. But it's a nice, it's a very nice trust vehicle. It's brilliant, luxurious. And then as a trustee, or a beneficiary, I mean, really, but let's just talk about trustees. You have a vehicle, too. You have a property. You have a driveway. But as a trustee, you are allowed to use the trust vehicle for trust purposes. But every single night, trust vehicle is parked at your residence, right next to your personal car. To me, that's an obvious example, especially when, when you show a, a pattern of this behavior. This is an obvious example of commingling assets. Commingling the trust assets with your personal assets on a, on a, on a significantly steady uh, timeline over and over again, habitually. Especially when there is a place that the trust owns or leases that vehicle could be stored, which means you drive your vehicle up to the trust property, jump in the trust vehicle during the day, park the trust vehicle, and then get in your hoopty and drive back home. Instead, you use the trust vehicle, take it home, bring it, use it for the groceries and bring your family to places and stuff like that. And, you know, you park it in the driveway to your other car at your private residence. That's co-mingling. Same thing with um, money. Federal Reserve notes, whatever. Fiat, I don't care, whatever. doesn't matter. If you have a personal account, You're the trustee. You haven't opened up the trust bank account yet. You accept money on behalf of the trust, but you put money in your personal bank account until you open up the trust bank account. So 
now you have trust funds, trust income in your personal personal account, individual account, co-mingling, co-mingling assets. You take the, the payment in the name of the trust and hold on to the check. Use that check to open up the trust account. You can use you can use a, a check in the name of the entity, whether it's a trust or an LLC or corporation. If you have a check in the name of the entity, and that entity does not have a bank account, you can go to the bank with the proper documentation, EIN, governing instrument if it's a trust. Or articles of organization or what have you LLC and you can take that check into the bank or whatever credit union and use that check as initial deposit for the entity there's no reason in this situation that I just described to take funds and deposit it into a personal account until you open up the trust bank account. I've heard it. I've heard it. I, you think I, I didn't, you know, a lot of these examples don't make up. I just recall them from memory. Situations I've heard about or situations I've had the, the pleasure of assisting in either attempting to fix it or at least prevent it from happening again through education and specific training. Co-mingling, co-mingling. If you if you store, hold, or um, keep trust assets with personal assets, whether it's cars, clothes, money, it doesn't matter. Called co-mingling, brothers and sisters. It's all bad in the worst way. Trap number two. Moving forward, number three. Um, three of seven, I would say, lack of substantiation. Now, let me just touch on this quick lack of substantiation no substance let me touch on this one real quick people so the mailers that I use to mail out certain documents and materials to trustees uh, the mailers I use they've recently run out so I had to order more and it's a lot, it comes a lot in a big box I mean, I'm saying that to let you know I've been doing this for, for a while. Been doing this for a while, and I've dealt with a lot of different scenarios, and situations, and people, and so on and so forth. And I've had people in trustee training, and you know, in trustee training, depending on um, how quickly you're able to grasp the information is how quickly you move so some trustees they you know are able 
Rotating to trust each thing in within a week, within like five, seven business days, they have, you know, their business trust checking account open with, you know, a national bank is what I recommend because essentially if you, if you extrapolate your thoughts for a successful business over time, probably going to be traveling. And if you travel, you know, across the country, it's nice to be able to walk into a bank branch of the actual bank that you know, the trust account is located at, just in a different state. So at least they can pull the account up in their system and can help you if there's an issue and you're out of town. But people have their accounts, you know, most people, I would say on average, a week or two. But some people in two days and they have their accounts open. Some people move fast. Um, but then, you know, some, some happens with about, I would say about 37% of trustees is when they get that account open, they get this like, um, this feeling of accomplishment or euphoria. I don't know what it is, man. You can't, some people, man, people sometimes, man, sometimes y'all amaze me. I'm telling you, y'all amaze. May or just amaze me, like wow, man, wow. But yeah, I'm, they'll get the account open and think that's it, and just be depositing money and 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 going to the ATM and with, withdrawing cash out the trust account, just doing all this stuff, man. Oh yeah, yeah, and we about me, you know, we gonna do this, we gonna do that, and da da da. And a, the illest is trustees because. Trustees have my personal number, and they don't they don't call me. They don't run it by me. They just do some stuff, and if it don't pan out the way they thought it was going to pan out, then they hit me up and be like, oh, this is what I did or what I'm doing, and it's not working. Which, uh, I guess maybe that's human nature. So, ultimately, I don't get mad. How can I get mad? But it is kind of like, man, I would have hit me up first before I did something. But yeah, man, you know, oh, buying stuff with the trust. Oh, they transferring vehicles in the name of the trust. No substantiation. No trust minutes. No resolution of the board of trustees. No bills of sale. No contracts. No de- nothing. Nothing. No substantiation. I got my I got my nine eight number and I got my business trust account open and I can just do it all because I'm sovereign. I'm private. Man, it amazes me. It amazes me the amount of people think just because they got a private trust and it doesn't owe its existence to legislation that all the things that they don't have to do now. It's it's it's, it's disconcerting sometimes. You know what I mean? No, that's not how it works. You got to talk about minimum contacts. Any trust. I don't care if it's private or not. If it's dealing in Federal Reserve notes, if it has a bank account and that bank account deposits and debits Federal Reserve credits or uh, notes, that is a minimum contact with the federal government. And partaking of a benefit of the public obligates that entity to the liabilities of reporting and potential taxation. I don't know what these people are out here telling you, man. 
I don't know what these people out here telling you. Substantiation is key. You need, man, you need, wow, minutes, you need contracts, you need authorities, you need resolutions, you need notes, you need a lot of things in order to properly minister a trust, a corporation, any entity really. And show substance to show to prove the substance of the entity and, and thus the subsequent substance of each and every single transa- transaction that the entity partook in, executed, whatever. Without that substance, without these necessary documents notating and showing authority. For these things, whether it's minutes, resolutions, or the indenture itself, you're losing and you don't even know you're losing. Because you got to think about it. Every boxing match, every football game, basketball game, it don't matter. Every game, every, every, if you, if you in the basketball, cool. What's your favorite team? Huh? What's your favorite team? What's what's your favorite team? Okay, so what's 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 the other team that you don't like? Just name a team that you don't like. Come on, man, real quick. All right. So your favorite team and another team that ever they ever played, and then when they play the game, you remember the game they played? All right. So who won? Exactly. It don't matter. When when they were playing the game, they was already a loser. They just didn't know it yet. And that's what I'm saying right here. Anytime that a box, two boxers jump in the ring from a different perspective, from a perspective of um, a point in the future, the loser was getting in the ring. But in, that, in the present, I guess they both all have the potential. And I'm saying the same thing. If you run around here thinking that you administer in a trust, and you don't have the proper substance or substantiation, you lost already. You in a fight where you think you win, but you're about to get knocked out, and you just don't know when. And you're going to wake up, and they're going to tell you, yeah, it's over, kid. And you'll be like, no. You're going to go to sleep now. You're going to wake up in the morning, and then, yep, you lost the fight. You lost, yep, and then you wake up the next day, yep. It's, it's, it's today, it's a new day, but you still lost. And that's how it is. But a lot of people, I don't know if it's arrogance, if it's ignorance, if it's, um, uh, oh, man, I don't know what it is. I really don't. But I do know detrimental, let's say that. So no substance, number three. Number four. Compromised privacy. Compromise the privacy of the entity. Whether um, unnecessary registrations. I had a, uh, I was talking to a trustee. They called me on my phone and they're telling me that they're dealing with someone in the public. Uh, I can't remember if it's a bank or if it's a DMV or whatever. 
and this person that they're dealing with in the public they're trying to do something, they're trying to record something, they're trying to title something, they're trying to do something. And this person that they're dealing with in the public is telling them that they have to take this instrument or the indenture and get it registered with the state. It has to have a state seal or something. Otherwise, it's not a, a valid trust. And luckily, this person called me because this person in the public who told them that was completely talking out the side of their neck. And these people in the public do that. You don't work there, and they've never seen you work there, so you don't know. So that a lot of times, if they don't know, they tell you what they think they know. And then when if they know they don't know, and they don't think they know anything, sometimes they're just going to straight up lie to you. Sometimes it's just straight up you. Straight up lie. You're like, oh, this is this, this is that. And then you, you get your instrument. Oh, it's choppy. Check, check. So you take your instrument, you go down the state. You pay this little fee and get it registered. Now it's a statutory trust. <laughs> it's a statutory trust now. You just you just consented to statutory jurisdiction. And you had an actual contract private trust. But once you register, now it's a statutory trust. I've seen it. Compromising privacy in letting them know who the beneficiaries are. All the beneficiaries. I've seen people, they they tell the bank or they tell these people, all the trustees and they know who all the beneficiaries are. Like actual individual beneficiaries. Individual beneficiaries. All it takes is some hack or some nefarious characters that are associated with someone that works in that bank or someone who does actually work in that bank to be like, yo, these are the beneficiaries of a trust right here, which means they got money coming and coming and coming and coming. Compromising their privacy. Trick question. Is it your trust? I'm in the bank today, man. I'm in the bank today. Uh, put one of my family members on as a signer on a checking account that's owned by a trust where he's already listed as a trustee. And this this, this woman was unfamiliar with trust. And she just, I just was not answering her question correctly to her. And she just kept repeating herself. And I'm, you know, y'all know me, I'm very specific. So it's your trust account. No, it's not. Lady. Check, it's not my account. But it's your trust, though. No, it's not. I am a trustee. So 
you want to put this person on as the signer so you have the amended trust indenture? No, I don't. I have the original names him as a trustee. He just wasn't placed as a signer on this actual checking account. This woman interrupted me. Oh, well, you're going to have to do this. And you know what? You're going to talk to so-and-so. I'm telling y'all, nine times out of ten, the person you're talking to does not know what they're talking about. And if you do not know what you're talking about, they're going to, like, you know, punk you out. They're going to psych you out. You know, when they're all, you know, solid in your knowledge and stuff, like, yeah, hey, it's a trust and it's contracting this peer and jurisdiction. And then they get in talking to you, well, do this, you do that. And they're, you know, they're so serious, so um, convincing in their manner in which they're coming at you, whether it's out of ignorance or out of an understanding of a legislative entity that doesn't apply to your entity. They have so much conviction in their body chemistry and in their energy when they're talking to you, and it makes you start second-guessing what you think and what you know. Start compromising the privacy of the trust. Start compromising the privacy of the beneficiaries. You start compromising the privacy of the other trustees, which is not necessary. Should be for, forbidden in the original trust indenture. And if it's not, number five, mismanagement. Mismanagement. I'm the trustee. I know it all. I don't have to learn from my mistakes. It wasn't my fault. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm the trustee. And I'm going to take me in this account and I'm going to put it in the market and I'm going to buy these stocks and I don't know why I lost all the money. It wasn't my fault. It was the market. It was it was this was Paul to me. Mm. That probably should be number one. Like arrogant individuals who think that they're finished learning in life. No one when they're listening to someone, all they're doing is waiting for the turn to speak. They're not actually listening to you. These are the type of people that you do not want having any type of control or just positive authority over trust. These people do not take responsibility for their actions and are incapable of being held accountable, which is required to be able to be responsible for what you did wrong so you understand that you did something wrong so you can participate in corrective measures so that you don't do anything wrong again. You're going to sit here and talk to me like you didn't do anything wrong? It leads me to believe that you're going to repeat this behavior. I do not want to deal with this. So yeah, management of the of the trust funds, management of the trust assets. Oh yeah, um, this is house that's just in the trust. I'm gonna put um, I'm gonna take a line of line of credit out. 
home equity because I got this business idea. And it's going to bring more money to the trust estate. And somebody's going to take this money. I'm going to put this home equity line of credit on this on the house that the property is owned by the trust. And mess up the business. And now the property got repossessed or foreclosed on. It's not my fault, though. Those are the people you want to keep away from your estate. Those are the people that you want to write specifically in the trust indenture that they are not ever to be trustees of said trust. We got about 30 seconds left in the live part of this broadcast. We will be streaming, so you want to call in 424-222-5250. Otherwise, you will be disconnected. You will be cut off, and you will have to cut the rest of the show in the archives. Mismanagement, those who think they know when they really don't and are not interested in learning that they do not know and how to fix it and how to do better. Number six, improper succession. Ooh, that's a trap. That's one of the, that's one of the biggest traps that I, don't really, I don't hear anybody talking about. I don't care. What you did to set up your private estate, woo, you got all that money, woo, you got millions in there, woo, boy, you got endowments, woo, you got private placement accounts, spectacular, you have all types of investments, All types of passive income coming into the estate. Woo! You're doing it. Did you train your successors? Or did you just create this massive estate with all this wealth and just tell your successors, yeah, you're going to be the trustee one day of all this stuff that I created? All this stuff that I brought into the trust. Look at me, look at me. You spend more time talking about yourself. Grandstanding with your successors instead of teaching them. Your estate is going to end up in the hands of some sort of corporate trustees. I'm dealing with a brother right now, man. Oh, man. Corporate trustees. I'm talking about banks. Because in certain estates, depending on the assets, if the family members are not competent to administer the estate, it must be administered by an entity that has a certain amount of wealth and has a certain designation with the Securities and Exchange Commission. And that's always going to be those banks and those high-level firms. So you have the you have the most the craziest most vast estate possible. Mess around and you have you end up having some court appointed trustees, and um, you deal with the loss of family control of the estate. There's all types of trusts, all types of estate right now being administered in existence that are not 
administered by the family members and are not benefiting family members any longer because the family lost control. Horror stories, horror stories every day almost. You're going to be crybabying. Baby, please, baby, no. And number seven, improper bookkeeping. Mismanagement of documents, minutes, contracts, authorities, notes, references, passwords, uh, checking accounts, passwords, where they are. Mismanagement. Not so much in the first generation because you have it all in your mind. But the successors, they don't know where all this stuff is. You may have told them that one time, but they they may not have been paying attention the way that you should have been or the way that they should have been or whatever. You don't know what other people know. You don't know what other people don't know. And mismanagement of all the books and the bookkeeping and the improper bookkeeping it's going to be a hot mess, successors. It's going to be a lot of business. Too much. It's too much. I'm just going to hire an attorney. They're going to go ask their friends, their friend's dad, what should I do? They're going to say, go hire an attorney. And kiss your estate goodbye. You could probably, you might just be incapacitated. You might not even be passed yet. You might, just, you know, be, not have, be able to speak. And before your eyes, you still know what's going on. Before your eyes, your whole estate, now, now the trustees is bank. And they're rigidly adhering to the trust indenture and not giving any wiggle room, telling your successors when they when they, when they're the successor call the trustees and tell them that they would want to do something. I'm sorry, telling your beneficiaries when the beneficiaries call the trustees asking for certain things. They don't. They don't tell your beneficiaries. Well, you you should probably get a job. Improper bookkeeping. I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that go into this situation. There's a lot going. I know this whole this whole cool dance of being private, being sovereign, and whatnot. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And if you're not prepared, you like one, you know, one of them fighters that, you know, didn't know that they lost when they was getting in the ring. Time, you know, time and history will prove that, yeah, man, you lost that fight. You got knocked out in the third round. But you jumped in there thinking you was bad. You was pacing back and forth. You was jumping up and down and you know what I mean? Shaking your arms and stuff like you was going to do something. You got knocked out in the third round, man. It's crazy. How many things are you doing in life where you lost already? But you still, you know, especially with the trust administration, don't let it be that. Kind of went over, man. So yeah, that's the seven tricks and traps of a private trustee. I'm going to go through them. Number one, self-dealing. Number two, co-mingling. Number three, lack of substantiation. 
Number four, the compromising of privacy. Number five, mismanagement of the funds, of the money, of the capital, of the trust, the assets. Number six, improper succession or succession planning or succession education or whatever. And number seven, improper bookkeeping and mismanagement of documents and contracts and some instances beneficiary certificates, specific shares held um, from corporations, so on and so forth. Life insurance policies, mismanagement of all these documents is the seventh trap and trick of a private trustee. I trust you learned something. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think. I go to the phone lines because I kind of, you know, I kind of don't feel like it. I kind of don't feel like it. <clears throat> and of course, there are other, you know, tricks and traps. I just, you know. You know, seven is a nice number. You know, it's cool for me. And, you know, I'd be very interested in what you think. Uh, uh, any other traps or tricks that I missed. And I really come up with these, you know, tricks. I'm, I mostly, I talked about traps. I'm just going to be honest. But. I'm going to get into some tricks in the future. I've got into some tricks in the past. You know, check out archive episodes. But mainly, if you if you keep in mind that you are not the trust and the trust is not you, and if you don't have any authority or delegation, don't do it. You're not bad. You're doing actually pretty well. You're actually doing pretty well. Just trying to see y'all succeed, man. We can do business with my people. Let me go to the phone lines because like, I already know the blog talk. I'm, you know, the, I'm, I'm gonna take a call though. I'm gonna take some calls. I'm gonna take some calls. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nine two five thirteen oh six. Where'd that come from? Nine two five thirteen oh six. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Nine two five. Uh huh. Hello. You on air? Hey, what's up, man? Your boy Brian in the Bay. Wow, what's up, man? This is a different number. You got a different number now. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to use it because uh, my phone number. You know, I gotta use the internet shit, so that's what it is. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. I heard they charging. They charging for blog talk. They charging for yeah. conference lines now. I heard mm-hmm. these they phone companies for... starting to charge. Are oh, they charged you off the phone, huh? Can you hear me? Yeah. 
Yeah, bro. It went. I couldn't hear nothing at one point. Anyway, no, I just came to show my, you know, my support. That's it. I'm gonna make it short and sweet. You, you know, uh, I've been studying stuff, and I, and and more and more, I feel like, um, and like you said, people need to, you know, contact you and make sure they're doing what they're doing. But yeah, and more and more, I go, man, I don't know enough. I don't. I mean, I'm knowing, I'm learning stuff, but it's like, man, it's like more stuff to be opening up, and it's like, damn. You know, so you just got to do your best to uh, prepare to, uh, you know, take time to learn this stuff and use people that know it to help you get where you need to. So, you know, that's pretty much it, man. So I ain't got nothing else to say. Somebody else might want to say something. And I appreciate what you be doing, you know, and keep doing it as long as you want and as long as you can. And, you know, people like me and others will support you. Simple as that. Appreciate you, man. Definitely, definitely. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I'm gonna take the next caller, man. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to you, man. Hey, um, actually, I'm probably gonna call you like in the next couple of days. All right. You know what I'm saying? Hey. But yeah, um, have a good night, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. You Peace. be good, man. Peace. Um, I think this is my guy, Mello. Peace, fam. What's going on, man? Peace. Man, so what the biz is, man. How you doing, man? Everything's well. How you doing? Uh, doing well, you know. Uh, went through a few transitions and whatnot, you know what I'm saying, since then, so... I picked up on, you know what I mean, a few extra shifts doing some other things. So, you know, uh, still got the plans in for it. Setting up something for it just for it's my uh, personal, well, not the personal, but for it's business. You know what I mean? Uh, aspect now. I got to get these bills and some more things I got place in place. So, uh, I'm going to need to set up now another stream of income, though, basically. So, uh, yeah, that, that's definitely what that is. Cause I don't plan on doing a lot of business in in um in the personal in the, in the personal name. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even with the mailing, like I don't even receive a mail, so you know I ain't started that. I don't use the services. You feel me? Mhm. But uh, as far as everything else, yeah, you know, a few things I would I would drop and share with you, but I, I can do that in the private though. Uh, you know what I'm saying? A few things for with the family. You know what I'm saying? A couple of changes took place. Uh, but other than that, everybody in pretty much stable condition. You know? And, um, yeah, that's that's what it is, though. But I timed in kind of late, too, so so forgive me. Uh, I'm running away with the top of the world or anything. So uh, what, 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 what the bill was, actually? Uh, we were just talking about... Um... The seven tricks and traps of a private trustee. Oh, okay. 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 Nice. It's going to be in the archives in a little bit, right? Yeah, it'll be in the archives. Okay. That definitely works. Uh, numbers still the same. Numbers still the same. Uh, got it. You know, numbers still the same as well since you know that. But the phone, man, I had to get a new phone. And some more things and crack this one 
Not yet. As soon as I got it, man. It's damaged again, but it's all good. Uh, you know, it wasn't what we got. Stay in the float. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Still steady here and there, so it's all good, though. You know what I'm saying? No complaint. Just time to got time to invest in a little bit now. Invest some of these dollars, these buckets, you know. I stay on the grind, family. True. True. Definitely, definitely. How the universe been treating you and yours, though, bro? Oh, man. Um, I've been busy. I've been blessed. Uh, right. Learning lessons. Right. Keep it moving, man. Yeah, I know. I, I haven't yeah. tuned in last since the last time. I think uh, since Ark was on Yusuf. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Finally yeah. got him. Finally got him back on Blog Talk. He came on. He did two. Two shows. He came on two weeks in a row. So that was cool. Two in a two in a row. Yeah, he came he came on and then he came on the next week. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you told him I can go back. Yeah, I can go back on there. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, okay. Okay. Alright. And you back in the project. Yeah, right? You ain't yeah. heard from him yet. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Got got to bounce that thing out, man. You know, come out here in the public, pull for some services. You know, then you got to bounce that thing out. You know what I'm saying? Head back. Head man, back he talked about this stuff. From. He talked about this stuff very reminiscent. You know, he talked right. about blog talk and, and and consultations and stuff like like a cool little job he had back in the day. And then, right, you know, right. I, was like, I was like, man, I should go check out my supervisor. And you mean, mean well, but you really don't go fuck him out. <laughs> like, you should be right. like, man, I should get on Blog Talk again. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's coming back. I don't know, though. I can't say anything. Because he ain't told me nothing. I, mean, you... I know the man's right. busy, though. He's busy doing right, what he's doing right, now. Right, right. Mm hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks, though. No doubt. Thankful, though. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's definitely what that is. But, yeah, I want to, I want to, I got to, I got to, I got to, you know what I'm saying? We got to chop it up, though, on the other side, though, because, um, yeah, there's some things I want to definitely inform you on. So, um, it took place since then. So, yeah, it's definitely what that is. So, um, but, yeah, though, I'm quite sure I tuned in late, but also, though, Question them power for seven steps of uh, a guidance go by, you know what I'm saying? Special instruction uh, and trustee, you know what I'm saying? Training. So, um, yeah, it's definitely what it is, but you know, another brick in the foundation, they say. Oh, yes. Appreciate you calling in, man. Glad to hear, good to hear from you. It's good to hear from you. No doubt. I'm going to I'm going to hit you up on the line. I'm hit you up on the line in a little bit. All right, man. Cool. Peace. In a minute. Peace. Peace. Man, I love it all, man. Um, I got a headache, though. I don't do no more calls, man. I'm done. We out of here. Um, 
I appreciate y'all checking the show out. Make sure you check out WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. At the very least, sign up for the email list. Check out the PDF section. If you're interested in trustee training, admin at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Want a consultation, admin at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. You can book a consultation on the website, WelcomeToTheFoundation.com, or you can email us at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com, and we'll, we'll shoot you a, an invoice, and then you satisfy the invoice, we'll, we'll do that dance. Um, I feel like I had something else that I wanted to say. I didn't write it down, so I apologize. That was a disservice to y'all. But I will be back next week with another episode of The Foundation. I appreciate y'all checking me out. I appreciate, you know, especially, you know, those of you who have been down for significant amounts of time. I appreciate the the loyalty. Um, And I do want y'all to know, man, y'all can do it. It's just, you know, one of the one of the illest tricks that was pulled on us is convincing us that we're not worth anything. Convincing us that we can't achieve certain levels of success. Convincing us that we'll never have what we want so we don't even try. And, uh, you know, I like to be at least a catalyst to work against that conviction. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just know you can do it. You know, you, you're worth it. But if you don't try, you'll never, you'll never know. With that being said, just give it a shot. Want y'all to take care of yourself. Enjoy yourself this week. Check out the website. Welcome to the foundation. At least, you know, maybe 10 a day. Just read something that could, you know, potentially benefit you in the future. But most of all, enjoy yourself and you know, believe in yourself. Start working on your way out. Start working on your way towards a better you, towards a better quality of life, towards a better, you know, existence. How about that? Enjoy yourself. Love yourself. I love y'all. Until next time, peace to the God. I'm doing this thing all the way live. High Frequency Radio.